To celebrate the arrival of the Phoenix Suns' latest jerseys, two more still to go, but we have a good first look. We're drafting across all of this team's history. Three apiece, plus we'll talk about a fight that the latest Suns superstar may or may not have had with a child. We'll get into it all in this episode. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we're back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past six seasons, a writer at Suns.com, and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Suns your first listen. To close out your week, Happy Friday. We are done with another week. Maybe the sun and the heat are in the rearview mirror for us. We'll see. I think this weekend might be bad as well. But either way, no matter where you are, even if it's not Arizona, thank you for finding us. Search Locked On Suns wherever you get podcasts to become an everydayer. Get locked on to the Phoenix Suns three days a week through the month of August, back to daily in September throughout the rest of the season and beyond. Aaron Edwards is joining us as he does every week to close out the show. We have a lot of very August content to get to, but first let's start with jerseys. And uh, Aaron, I'll just let you have the floor. Um, I don't know how much you care about jerseys. I don't know how much you liked or disliked these jerseys. We did not talk about this at all. I saved the topic uh, for us to hit on. What did you think of the icon and association editions, which are now on the screen for the YouTube audience? Purple and white, pretty much two versions of the same thing, but mixed reviews, I feel like, among Suns fans. I mean, they're fine. They're pretty boring. I think they kind of leaked earlier, so it wasn't really a shock for a lot of people. But yeah, they're just kind of boring for especially the season that we're potentially like lining up to have. You would have wanted to have a more fun, like, out there jersey for, like, kind of a run that we hope we go on. But yeah, these are yeah. fine. Like, they're literally just fine yeah i mean the fact that the you know the valley oop the eight and inbound dunk play in the conference finals was wearing the valley jersey and whatnot like it does it does go a little further when it looks cool i guess i i would say it's funny i've had people <clears throat> from outside of phoenix including my co-host on on the just basketball show who lives in cleveland they really like them it feels like it's Suns fans who are a little more mixed on it, which is weird, but I'd also, I also don't know. It, you know, we track it more closely. Like I heard somebody, or I saw somebody referencing, like it's cool to have the old school Sunburst back. And I'm like, well, they had it back last year and they should have just kept those, you know? So yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to combine both. What the team says, which I'll throw up there is, they modernized it, the shadowing, and I don't really know. Is asymmetrical design supposed to be a positive? Is that a good thing? I don't even know what that's supposed to be. I don't know. That seems like real fashion-y, and I don't have yeah. like any clue what that is supposed to mean. But yeah, like I think that was part, like, part of the disappointment. It was like we went from the Valley jerseys, which went extremely hard, and then we brought the Sunburst back, which everybody was happy about. And now we kind of just went boring again with like uh, the, probably the most unboring team in the league at, the t at this point. So I think it's kind of we just went the other way with just the two hot ones that we put out back today. What do you, th do you is the team or what team do you think has the worst jerseys in the league? Ugh, it's hard. Um, do you have a best? Uh, best jerseys. Um, 
don't know. Like I, always, the Bulls, I, I always like the Bulls jerseys. Like, it's classic. Yeah. And, like, if I have one at the house, it's one of those ones that if I can't think of something, I'll throw on a Bulls jersey and it just works every time. Mm-hmm. So I think probably the Bulls jersey just still, it, it's good anywhere. Yeah, I feel like Bulls, Celtics, Lakers, those those don't need to change. The Lakers have messed with theirs too much in recent years. Like the black and all that is is not needed. Keep it basic. You have good jerseys. Yeah. The, those three are, are kind of, you know, timeless. I would say uh, I like Minnesota's jerseys. I don't I don't know if that's a popular opinion, but I like the neon. I've always liked the neon green. Like I think the Seahawks stuff with that yeah. can can look <laughs> cool. Um, but all right. With that all said. Uh, the worst jerseys in the NBA are the Dallas Mavericks. That's my opinion. To answer, I was gonna say it, but they already hate us, and I didn't want to lean into it. But yeah, it's that one. <laughs> Those old, uh, the Utah jerseys that they had for a few years during the pandemic and whatnot, with like the orange and yellow and all that, was yeah, pretty ugly too. All right, we're gonna do a draft. We'll take three jerseys each. We don't have to uh, spend too too much time on this. Shout out to John Voida, the new editor over at Bright Side of the Sun. He has put this together. He has not updated with the latest, uh, but I don't think this is every single possible combination of Jersey that we the Suns have ever won. We need to do the first round, unless you're going to do something different. We don't need to do the first round. Both, like me and you both, or just the number one pick? I think me and you both. Because if you choose one, I'm going to get the version of that one. Like, we know what's going to happen to start this. Let's just do it. <laughs> you can go first. You're uh, you're only here once a week, so I won't, people hear me enough. You You get the first pick. Black Sunburst. <laughs> okay. The old, yes. The Who do you think of when you think of that jersey? Who's the player? Um, Antonio McDice? <laughs> really? I See, yeah. I, 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 my mind went to Jason Kidd. Um, I've always wanted to wear one of the, or buy one of the Steve Nash of those. Yeah. But they're very expensive. Um, I was going to okay. say Oliver Miller, but it felt mean. So I said Antonio McDice. <laughs> Antonio McDice is a quietly really good immaculate grid option because he's uh, he's playing on a bunch of uh, obscure teams. All right. I'm going to go. Th- and now I feel pressure because it sounded like you think of this as obvious, but I'm going to go with the Valley jersey. Is that is that what you thought? No, I thought you'd go purple sunburst. <laughs> okay. No, I. It might be the nostalgia, but I like, I like the Valley jersey. I like the court. I think I get the court with my pick here, so it doesn't have to just be uh, the the jersey, the uniform. I, I get the package. So there you go. I guess you get the purple sunburst also if you're gonna take it. Yeah, I'm going purple sunburst. That's just an okay. easy one for me. <laughs> so you get black and purple sunburst. Damn, now I'm okay. Now I, I feel like I might have screwed myself because th- my other picks would also be more recent, but I don't want to have only recent jerseys. So I'm going to go white sunburst. <laughs> save, <laughs> save myself there so I don't get screwed completely. All right. You have um, one last pick. All right. For my third one, I'm going to go for nostalgia reasons the purple Steve Nash era ones, the second wow. row, the second one. I'm going those. Like, it's just. A specific time when everything was just so fun and it just takes me back to just the UPN 45 days, Amari, Nash, um, Quentin Richardson, knocks on the head, like all of that, like all of it. Did you ever
we're back. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Did you ever have one of those? Oh yeah, it happens like all the time. <laughs> Who uh, of the purple? This pick that you just made. Uh, I think I had. I want to say maybe Marion and Boris Diaw. Honestly, I think I have the Stefan Marbury one in my room right now. <laughs> Should have worn it for the show. We could have. Uh, <laughs> the only Suns jersey I currently still have is the Mikhail one behind me. I don't have. I don't. I don't frequently wear one. The only jersey I have that I actually wear is a Dwayne Wade Miami Vice jersey, which oh, I yeah. had to buy before the inventory went out. Um, <laughs> all right, my last pick. I'm going to go with the second people on YouTube. I don't know what years these were worn. Maybe the eighties, the more fancy writing of the old school white. So it's the third third Jersey. Yeah. Okay. I like those two. (laughs) So I have the Valley Jersey, the white sunburst and the white like eighties era. Um, I don't even know what you would call it. Old school throwback. And you yeah. have purple sunburst, black sunburst, and uh, seven seconds or less era purple. Yeah, some of these take me back to some awful Yeah, that second row iterations. Is, <laughs> the last part of that second row is some rough teams that we have to watch. You can't also, you can't blame the Suns for some of these, but anything with a sleeve completely is a no. They've tried so many low Suns jerseys that I, I hate all of. I, there's yeah. never been a good one. Um, what do you think of the before we jump off the jersey thing? What do you think of the El Valle uh, mock-ups that have been out there? It sounds like that's where this is headed. Yeah, I, I, I thought, like the idea. I haven't loved any of the drawings I've seen yet. Yeah, like people seem so sure that that was probably going to be next, and I liked them. I was mm-hmm. kind of like after seeing those, it was kind of a bummer to see what we actually ended up getting but yeah i like those yeah well i mean they still could those could be the city i guess yeah like the valley was the city whereas this is association and icon so i think we have city and uh like statement that's what the other one is called left to go so we'll see what those end up being they should just keep things multiple years if they're good but nike doesn't like basketball fans i guess so they're gonna keep uh they like basketball fans money. They don't like basketball yeah. fans. Because <laughs> they know we're stupid enough to still get it. And, <clears throat> and it's always like, going to be that way. <laughs> it's very much like soccer, which is like a complete new overhaul of a jersey every single year. Uh, we're headed that way. Let's pivot to something even more silly than a jersey draft, which is Cooper Flag and new Suns starting guard Bradley Beal allegedly getting into it. Depending on who you ask, Bradley Beal says no. Random uh, Brian Scalabrini interview says yes. We'll get into uh, Beal versus Flag after a quick word from Ibotta. If you're picking up uh, that, taking that summer vacation you've been planning but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off, it's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 back per year. That could cover the cost of an entire additional 
shopping trip or you could use that cash back to buy a flight you've been eyeing, the game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you might be craving. Other apps give you points that just don't amount to much at all. With Ibotta, though, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards to places like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, and use code LOCKED when you sign up to get $5 back instantly. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. Promo code LOCKED. All right, I will read you, Aaron, the clip from or the quote from Sports Illustrated uh, via Brian Scalabrini on Sirius XM Radio. He said, talking about Cooper Flagg, who is, for anybody who doesn't know, a sensation already. He is going into his junior year of high school, but he's a little on the older end, so we don't know exactly when he will get drafted. Could be 2026, could be 2025. Um, we are not exactly sure, but he is uh, he's from Maine. He has a brother named Ace. This is a, this is a phenomenon <laughs> overtaking basketball already. <laughs> Uh, and so Scalabrini said, this dude is a major trash talker. The rumor is that Brad Beal and him were squaring off one-on-one and Brad Beal was taking it lightly. It's a high school kid. Then Cooper started giving it to him. And I guess the rumor is Cooper started talking trash and Bradley Beal got mad, really mad. <laughs> uh, and then we had uh, Bradley Beal comment, I believe, on a post basically saying like, what are you talking about? What do you what do you make of all of this? Why, why is Bradley Beal even playing pickup against a 16-year-old? <laughs> do you believe that it got as heated as it sounds? Why did Beal get so defensive? Please help <laughs> us make sense of this wild story. I don't know. I think it was just one of those things where like a kid is like annoying and you kind of just do the thing. Like I see it all the time now since I like play pickup a lot, and it'll just be a dude just hanging out and it'll be like, one-on-one, just three dribbles, let's just do it twice or something. And then it'll be that. <laughs> And then they score twice, and then it's just kind of a huge thing after. And I think, yeah, I could see Bradley Bill probably getting scored on or something after, like, a dude kind of called him out. But I can see him just kind of taking it lightly and the kid just making a couple jumpers and that being it. I don't think he got mad, though. I just don't think he wanted to do it in the first place. It, it has to be one of those type of situations. So the other question I have is, did Scalabrini hear about this or was Scalabrini also at the gym? Because I feel like if he's at the gym and relaying this story, that's just uh, completely uncalled for. But if, if it's like through the grapevine and he's just doing it for content because he has some work and he knows his bosses want good stuff in August, <laughs> I'm going to let him some slack. But if he was there and made this into something, then I don't know if he's invited back to that run. Yeah, it seems like a I heard thing because it, like more people would come out and be like, yeah, like, or uh, kids are, if Cooper Flag was there, another kid was there too. And kids are kind of dumb and they don't care what they say. So I think if another kid was probably there and they saw that go down, it would be a bunch of teenagers be like, yeah, I saw that happen, but we haven't gotten that. <laughs> I, uh, I just picture... I, I, I have this idea in my head that this is either the beginning of the Cooper flag legend or it's just a complete lie. I, and I don't know if there's, I don't know if it can go either anywhere besides either of those two directions. And I think the fact that he has not said anything means it's probably not true. Um, yeah. I think the, I think he kind of knows what comes next with all this. I can see why mm -hmm. he stays quiet. Like it's going to be choose a school, then the heel turn where everybody hates him for a little bit. And then, 
maybe he calms down when he gets to the league. Like we've all seen this before. It's going to happen again. And like these kids are kind of like media literate now. So I can see like how he would probably try to stay out of this as best he can, because if you want to stop the wave of hate, like keep it from coming as long as possible. (laughs) Yeah. We're headed toward a little bit of a backwards potential rivalry again, depending on when Cooper flag actually goes to college. But, uh, the boozer, kid the the son of carlos boozer is kind of his nemesis right now like they've played at a bunch of aau stuff against one another even though they're not really part they're not from the same region but when they play in peach jam and all that they 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 go head to head and they're likely to go to duke and unc but just not the same schools that you would guess by looking at each of them (laughs) you're look you're gonna have the boozers go to duke and then and then uh, it sounds like flag may go to unc um, but we don't know. I guess Carlos Boozer, I'm looking it up now, and he said he would he would support his kids also going to UNC. But for anybody who's not up on, on this whole dynamic heading into uh, that draft, it is definitely going to get attention. It's Carlos Boozer's son and, like, maybe the, the best white basketball player prospect we've had since, like, I mean, I don't know. Am I forgetting an, an American white guy that, that came Allen. through? <laughs> Crazy, yeah. I get Gordon Hayward probably yeah. like is the only one, but they they tend to get some outsized hype. So, not exactly a surprise to me that Scal uh, wanted to build up the legend here, whether it's true or he's not. A, he's a little different than those two, too. I'll give him that. Like he he has a little bit of spice to him from what I've seen. Of and he's good, plan. and he's like yeah. legit good. Like the hype is warranted, <laughs> and the dude is like extremely athletic. It's not the shooter who's just going to run off screens and like pass you know like he's a shot yeah. blocker he's much closer to like chet holmgren than he is to jj reddick or something like that yeah. but he's real he's good yeah like it's gonna be weird seeing like a dude be like the the face of college basketball for a year and it's just like a white dude on north carolina it's gonna we haven't had one of those in a, like a college basketball player that whose all eyes are on we haven't had that yeah. since like the 90s it feels like I want to shout out as well uh, from Gilbert Gilbert's own uh, my high school Koa Pete the kid who is like getting forgotten in this because he doesn't uh, have a famous family although he is he's uh, he's Andres Pete's brother the left tackle I think for the Saints right um, or was for a long time he's his brother but he's like third in this class he's still going to Perry he's not transferring to a prep so if you're in Arizona and you want to see one of the trio that's going to be in this like all-time draft class potentially you can go catch maybe not drive to the perry gym but you know state championship that type of thing he is worth seeing um and that'll be cool but this draft class is going to be interesting it is hyped and i think bradley bill ruined the chances of the suns getting cooper flag by uh getting into a fight with them when he's still a teenager um, all right. Yeah, that's 2026 though. Like, we'll they're not going to have a draft and, pick, and we won't be caring about the draft for a very long time. <laughs> Fair. Uh, no free agency, baby. When he's like 30, then uh, he'll remember. <laughs> he'll remember the Beal slight, and he'll he'll hold it against us forever. Uh, it's 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 clutch. Eric Bledsoe 2.0, but Beal did it instead of Sarver. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to throw something at you, Aaron, that I that we did not prep or that I I prepped. I didn't tell you about in the next segment. Uh, we'll do that after one more quick break. All right, closing out the show, let's have a little bit of fun to close things out. Um, I, I, I'm not going to do this in a way that's like annoying. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hopefully not. But uh, you, uh, you have done some stand-up in your time. Yes, I have. <laughs> and you 
are sounding like you're going to go back to it, uh, maybe, to some degree. We'll see. I don't want to put pressure. Um, (laughs) I wanted to... This is not write a joke for me in real time, but it is... What is the actual funniest? Not Suns nerd, not Suns fan funniest, but of all the insanity that has happened to this team for its entire history, basically, but especially the past 20 or so years. What is the funniest thing about the Suns to you? Like, if you were actually going to try to do something that would work on stage with a crowd that maybe isn't full of Suns fans, what would be the closest thing that could actually cut into a routine or even an offhanded bit or anything that could work about this franchise? Um, I think it would be some of the best American players in the league just getting cooked by Europeans <laughs> every year. I think that would be good because Luca and Jokic definitely put it on us the last two years. Or like um, And Giannis. Yeah. yeah. But like just – you could just do an entire set on just Sarver quotes, I think. <laughs> like, just stuff that people have seen him say or seen him do or just things that he openly said. Like, all the black stuff is just funny. <laughs> like, it's terrible, but it is funny that he was comfortable enough to say some of that stuff. I think the Sarver stuff would probably be the funniest. Today. Yeah, I, I will say, um, I, 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 we haven't gotten a seminar from Tegna about what isn't, isn't allowed to be said. But as much as, one, I think the Corliss Williamson scene in the Baxter Holmes story, because it feels like if Corliss Williamson talked about what was allegedly said, he's probably cool with it and did not take it that personally. If he did take it hard, then it's not funny to me anymore, and I never said that. But I also don't know how far down that rabbit hole we can actually go on this podcast. Also, (laughs) not something that I could do on stage. So uh, all these reasons are why I won't be continuing (laughs) any further with uh, this discussion, but I hear you and and agree. Where I thought is, from a Sarver standpoint, anybody who doesn't know the GOAT thing with Ryan McDonough, like, just walking people through the events that led to all of that, that feels (laughs) like it could get some laughs. Uh, It's almost like too too ridiculous to be funny in a way, but that was where my head went. (laughs) Yeah, that would be funny, too. I think it is part, like, it's almost too far into ridiculousness. It's, it's like, close to a hat on the hat kind of thing. Like, it's, like, Sarver did this and the McDonough thing. Like, it just seems, like, almost too much to make a joke about. But, yeah, I just think, like, every since Sarver got here, I think just cheap billionaires is just a funny concept to me. And <laughs> anything about that is just always going to get me. <laughs> I also... Um... I don't know. I don't know if there's humor necessarily here, but there are some some allegations and some rumors around Booker's early years as more of a wild child in the valley that have gotten pushed to the side. I think as we've you know made him into a hero here that uh, are would be worth re-exploring. Maybe maybe it's an after he retires type of thing. But uh, hey, the kids just like going to Hooters. What are we gonna do about that? <laughs> yeah, that that and some other things. Um, you know, there were there were some I mean, some of it got like didn't he lived in Tempe and there was like the police were called on Tyler Eulis and all that and he was yeah. he was there and like, you know, I we don't know enough maybe to to make it into something, but um I like it. Um I think that we're on course for Matt Ishbia 
to provide like his earnestness, I think has him set on a course to it's cool. Now I think, I think he'll embarrass us. Yeah. I think at some point, like it's a different sport, but I uh, like the Sean Payton thing with Hackett. I think at some point he's just going to get a little too like, like he's going to feel himself a little too much and just say the wrong thing about somebody like a coach or like an I mean, owner. And it's going to be something that we were probably all thinking or something that isn't technically a lie, but it's one of those things that you can't say out loud. Like Sean Payton didn't lie when he said that about Hackett. It's just that he shouldn't have said it. I think Ishbia is going to do something along those lines where he says something that he shouldn't have said, even if it's true. I mean, I get nervous with their, his little beef with Dan Gilbert of the Cavs because Dan Gilbert is an old man who's sick. And yeah. I just feel like if if Ishbia gets one more podcast try to, to go at that <laughs> dynamic, he's going to cross a line because it is like an elderly dude that is getting toward a concerning point in his life. And, and Matt Ishbia is just like, yeah, he's kind of a piece of you know what, and I hate him. It's like, can he even like, when's the last time you even saw him? Can he even like leave yeah. the house? You know what I mean? Like you're... Uh, you're digging a, a man's grave, literally, and it's it's yeah. Like I think like an algorithm is their beef. Like it's not really like they don't get to beef with each other. I mean, yeah. like yes, Dan Gilbert didn't vote to have Ishbia by the team because he knew Ishbia was going to get it. But I think if it was the deciding vote, he I think that's where Ishbia's beef came in. It's like if he was the deciding vote, he would have probably went the other way so he couldn't have the team. So yeah, they have real beef. And yeah. I, yes, I know Dan Gilbert's sick. But if you have beef with somebody, that beef is beef. Like, I like that Ishbia isn't letting up just because, like, other things are going on. He's like, all right, like, <laughs> I do not like him. And it's cool seeing owners do that sometimes. Back to the, uh, you said the the cheap owner is funny, but back to the idea just generally of, I thought about this with the Damian Lillard, the memo that went out, where I feel like Adam Silver just had to cover for Jody Allen the owner over there being like a little bit embarrassed, like her feelings got hurt or the general group of leaders in the trailblazers organization just were being crybabies, And, and the commissioner kind of had to like clean that up for them. I think the same thing uh, a little bit with it, with the Ishbia Gilbert situation of like, you mentioned, you called it an algorithm. It's like, yeah, it's anger or animosity over who was the best at dominating an industry that depending on your viewpoints about the world may or may not be exploitative and kind of (laughs) gross. It's like, you did that better than me. And I'm mad at you for that. Like, all right, you guys have your fun. Like, we'll, uh, we'll just watch Booker make some threes. Yeah. I think like once you put like too much into it and too much thought into it, their beef has like really gross, like implications almost. And it's funny. It's like, ha owners are fighting. And you're like, Oh, they're fighting over what? Never mind. Yeah. I want to start a company in the Midwest that, you know, gets more business on something that as a mortgage, just maybe like, you know, again, depending on how you feel, maybe shouldn't exist. So anyway, um, but that'll wrap us up for the day. I I just wanted to see if, if something that, that this franchise has done to you would ever make it out of your mouth in a, in an actual professionally comedic setting. It sounds like probably no. No, I mean, the owner stuff would probably be fun and you could probably do that specifically in Phoenix. I think I could, but it wouldn't carry over anywhere. No. Uh, (laughs) All right. That's why somebody should hire Aaron to write basketball, (laughs) funny things once more so that 
You don't have to do it on a stage some in some random city, and it'll just be for geeky basketball <laughs> fans. But, um, again, that'll wrap us up for the week. We'll be back Monday with Brandon Duenas. I think we're going to do some lineup stuff. He wrote about that on Bright Side of the Sun. We'll also uh, do a game that Brandon created on just guessing maximum stat lines in a variety of categories. Just have a more fun because that's what August is for. Maybe DeAndre Ayton and Eric Gordon being in the Bahamas qualifier matches will give us some basketball to talk about. But either way, we're only about two months from the season. So hit followers, subscribe. We're here for you three days a week through August and daily starting again in September for the season. Search Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts. We're there for you. And I will talk to you on Monday. <laughs>